What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 35. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. My guests today are Jenna and Corey from Babe Club uh, from South Carolina, specifically Charleston, I believe. They were formerly members in one of my all-time favorite bands called Susto, which is how I know them. But anyway, Babe Club is their new project, and they just released a new EP called Remember This Feeling. Um, I just picked it up. It's really good. Uh, I say that earnestly. I really dig it. It's extremely polished, which we talked about on the episode and how they recorded it. But they've been making music a long time and touring, and it really shows, I think, specifically on this EP and the stuff they write. The music itself sounds kind of 90s meets modern in the best way. Uh, At times, uh, it's a little... I would say ambient, but it never lacks direction. And Jenna has a great voice to tie it all together. Corey's guitar isn't overpowering, but you know he's got like a slightly western bluesy touch, which I appreciate, and I think it it complements sound real well. Um, other than that, I hope this episode finds you well. Appreciate you listening, and I uh, hope you're staying safe and sane out there. As always, if you're in a local band and you want to chat about your music. You can always hit me up on Facebook or wherever you are on the internet. Uh, this podcast is hosted on Podbean and uh, it's on some other platforms too. Uh, I should have the website up and running soon. Also, I should say, feel free to follow or find Babe Club on Instagram, Spotify, all that stuff. Subscribe to them um, or you can subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, last housekeeping note to my band, The Hollow Truths, just released a new music video as well called Dispensary Kid. You can check it out. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, the interview with Corey and Jenna of Babe Club. Thanks for listening. Officially, the earliest I've ever done a, a podcast. All right. Um, but nah, it's not that big a deal because when I gotta get up for work, I gotta get up at five a.m. So compared to that, this is nothing. No, it's nice. not that bad. But it's good to see you guys, uh, our early yeah. risers, up and at it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. we wake up. This is like normal time. Yeah, this is like, yeah, around when we wake up. We work at a coffee shop too, so. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'm the worst at getting up early when I don't have to. I can just sleep forever. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, good to talk to you. My name is Brett. I run, I guess, what I call the part-time rock star podcast now. Um, kind of started it during the quarantine to try and help my friends' bands out. Um, yeah, that's right. It's cool. It's cool. This is Corey. Hey, Corey. Hi. What's up, man? And I'm Jenna. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I might as well get it out of the way now. Uh, Susto stuff. Um, we actually talked to you, me and my girlfriend one time, Jenna, after a show in Eastern Maryland. Uh, I think it was with the Cordovas. Um, yeah, I remember that show, but at, at, at uh, the, uh, oh, that old wait, theater. Actually, yeah. no, wait. What's the name of that town? It's where, It's uh, called Eastland. Eastland. Yeah, or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, and it was like a really small 
Mm-hmm. It was almost like an old jazz club or something. Like it was, yeah, Dre's played on the floor. Yeah. Played on the stage. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, my girlfriend Andrea, she really appreciated talking to you because uh, she likes your uh, stage presence and everything. She's Aww, just like, that's so sweet. So cool. She's like, oh, she just really commands her her zone, you know. And, I know. Uh, I miss playing bass sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, we're huge Susto fans. Uh, you know, to put it lightly. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not the point of this interview per se, but it is sort of how we know you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also know Matt, uh, Weather Ames a little bit. Um, I've actually been trying to get him on here because he plays, um, just in our neighborhood and the local shows and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was just here like a month ago recording with us, so. Nice. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah, it's fun. He's, he's so silly. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny because he's a principal. <laughs> Is he really? He's so much more than that. I didn't know yeah. that. Principal at a high school. Really? That's yeah. awesome. But he's a part-time rock star. Yeah, he is. I listen <laughs> yeah. to his album all the time. It's good. Yeah. It's really chill. Um, but anyway, yeah, you guys have a new EP, new record out. Um, remember uh, this feeling? Yeah. Got five songs and a new music video. Uh, yeah. I believe it was Automatic Love was the, the new music video. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, very trippy. Very cool. Um, Thanks. I like it. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the symbolism that you're going for in that one or just the song itself or the EP, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll talk about the music video. Yeah. But basically, we... Um, the song is kind of about, well, I, I honestly, the song started out being about nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like a cool melody. We just liked the way it sound, the yeah. song sounded. Yeah, and then as the words kind of came out, it kind of turned into this, like, anti-phone love song. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just about not, well, and, uh, and I guess sometimes you have to, like, come up with a way to relate your stuff to, like, people and I think for us we just made it we kind of channeled like not being present and be on your phone and, and not being yeah. um, like in in love but being in love with your cell phone yeah mm. and, then, and then obviously I think the, the music video definitely gets at those core values of the song. Yeah. yeah we didn't realize so like the smiley face in the video we didn't realize at the time but it is a giant it's an emoji <laughs> yeah. we didn't realize we were doing it we were like what if what if there's like this weird third person in the room and they have a mask on and we're like well let's just make a smiley face yeah, yeah. And, then we're like, and then after like we're looking at the footage it's like oh shit that's a giant emoji <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I guess like some of the, the themes in the video are like we made it with a few different, like, we shot some stuff on an iPhone with, like, uh, Instagram filters, and we shot some stuff to look, like, 80s, and some to look, like, like modern. Modern, high def. And, because, like, that's what our life looks like, you know? Yeah. You're just, like, scrolling, and you just, like, see a bunch of different, like, Becky-looking footage. Yeah. It, uh... and, yeah, we just made it about, like... Like, well, we use, like, fake flowers and and just, like, I think, like, little romantic gestures that, like, you do with someone you love, but, like, you're not present at all. 
Yeah. I uh, I definitely definitely get it. I um I like to like text on my beer can sometimes. Like I'll hold it up and start doing like this with my thumbs <laughs> and oh, start yeah, whenever a, oh, wow. whenever I notice everyone's texting, I just start pretending to text on my beer can and then usually it gets people's attention a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> Video and, and then yeah we have like the flip flop in there we made Corey made these things you know it'd be better than your bear can is this flip flop here yeah we made oh, these things so. it's like a flashlight <laughs> yeah it's like a it's a two by four with a hole cut in it for the flashlight and then we've got um, holes drilled in there's like a uh, you can see the switch yeah. goes in and then there's like a battery pack in there and I, I like soldered the head of the flashlight to the battery pack that's wild. I yeah. I just took a screenshot so I can actually post it on the uh, podcast <laughs> channel. Um, yeah, but our friend saw the video and she was like, "That's so funny because like my grandpa used to carry around like a brick, and whenever he like people would start texting in his presence, he would just pick up the brick and look yeah. at it." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, going back to like what you're saying about sort of the '80s, the '90s, the modern the now like I don't know I feel like you guys have a good mix in your sound where I could easily accidentally assume that it was made in the 90s in a good way but it's also clearly modern and definitely recorded well I don't know who, it, who your engineer is or your, your yeah uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was at a studio called Big Trouble in Atlanta yeah and uh, the engineer is um really 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 great he works with he's like a friend of house engineer for Manchester Orchestra oh wow um has worked on a lot of like some well he's worked with like a a bunch of metal like metal yeah he's <laughs> Mastodon yeah, he oh really that's he's awesome worked, he's got a lot of good credits yeah well it's cool cause you know you can give it the cell phone tests where you know if it sounds good out of your phone and it sounds good out of like your car or the stereo then you really know you got yeah. something good, like radio ready, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, as someone who's kind of, I would still say a novice in the studio, um, you know, it's something that I think everybody tries to strive for, so yeah. you got it going for sure. Yeah, I gotta check your music out, I haven't listened, I haven't got a chance to listen to it yesterday. Ah, uh, no worries, just, uh, pothead songs, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's what Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> old, old Justin there. He's definitely, definitely got the substances ready, it sounds like. But, uh, um, yeah, you guys go back. So the project's been going since 2018, I yeah, guess. Yeah, pretty much. Our, uh, our project. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started writing, like, when we were on the road and, um, with Susto, and then we quit in 2018, and we did a tour, and then... And that following January, we started recording. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah, we. I guess that's when we like made it official for ourselves to start playing in Babe Club. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we had the like Instagram, and Facebook made, and we played a few shows, but it wasn't like. Oh, really? Started. And so we were like devoting all of our time to it, like actually making it happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, how did that evolve, I guess? Did you kind of just have songs that you were felt like they weren't going to fit either in Susto or another band or just something that you want to well, do personally? 
Yeah, so the the whole dynamic in Susto is that just it's Justin's band and he's the yeah. songwriter. And um, there wasn't really space for us to like to, be creative. to be fully creative yeah. in the way that we wanted to. Makes sense. And, um, there there's just a moment when when Justin uh, went to the studio without the band, and um, that was kind of like when it was like okay, I think there's I've got too much invested in like my own creativity. It, it's not just like a touring project for me, so I wanted to. So then we just yeah, and I always time for us to like put the time into the songs that we had been writing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I always wanted to sing, and I honestly really didn't give myself. Like I started doing like harmonies before in a band before and writing before I joined Susto, but I never really had like had a band where I was saying. So like I was like, Whoa, I'm I guess what how old was I when we quit? I was twenty five. I turned twenty five and I was like, I I gotta do this now or I'm probably never gonna do it, so yeah, um, you have a great voice, and it's actually pretty cool to get to tell you this, but, like, when I'm in the car, like, singing along Susto Records or whatever, like, I love singing your harmonies, especially, oh, like, not necessarily Justin's line, but, like, there's a couple great harmonies you have. I think it's on Cigarettes, Whiskey, and Wine, and, like... Oh, um, that's not me. Or wait, yeah. I don't think I could say it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're on, uh, what are you guys on, the second one? Yeah, then it, maybe it's, like, uh, let's see. I'd have to look at the songs. I had but, some um, stuff on Gay in the South. And yeah, I think it's Gay in the South. And Wasted Mind. Wasted Mind. Yeah, but anyway, you have a knack for that for sure. But Thanks. I, uh, I totally understand the inkling to want to, you know, write your own shit. So, mm -hmm. um, it sounds great all around. It, Thank you. And it uh, looks like you've been really releasing stuff like Gangbusters this year. I mean, you got... Yeah. Um, I know. Oh, yeah. It's been totally weird, try, like releasing stuff. This is the first material we put out, so it was weird to. It was hard to honestly come to terms with, like at first when we're like, "Oh, we worked on this for like a year," and then we wanted to play shows, and it was hard to accept that we weren't going to be able to for a long time. But. Yeah, we had this whole ramp up of shows, like for the sing the first single release. And then, you know, they all just got canceled. And nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're actually playing uh, our first show uh, since March on Sunday. Oh, congrats! Yeah. Yeah, I think with the Future Birds uh, at a like a distillery, it'll be super. Oh, super no cool. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Future Birds. Um, is that down in South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. Charleston. Mm -hmm. What did you say the date was again? The. It's Sunday, the... It's this Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. The 15th. Mm. I'd consider making... All right. I'd consider making a hike down, but I, I do think I have to work up here on Monday, so that'd be a long... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a long one. But yeah, that's awesome. I mean, how's the climate as far as, I guess, either socially or musically now, these days, in South Carolina? Like, I guess you can do outdoor stuff. Or some indoor. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of outdoor like uh, socially distant shows happening. Um, and like one of our theaters just opened up for the first time last night. The musical. They did. Yeah, I what saw one. They did. Uh, it's like a nine. Well, now it's in a thousand uh, capacity venue. I, I think they opened up 
like way smaller capacity, probably like 200 people. I don't know the exact uh, number, but it's like socially distanced and seats and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina is pretty loose. Yeah, it seems like as you go down south, people definitely care less. But um, you know, it makes sense. It's warmer, so. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of going through your uh, your discography here. I'm just seeing uh, if there's anything you want to talk about, either again off the last EP or something prior prior to that. The only um, thing prior to that we have is "Hate Myself," and we released that like almost immediately after uh, leaving Susto, and yeah. kind of uh, we kind of like used that to do. I guess all the tours that we did as people uh, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, we were actually planning on recording like everything because that that song we recorded ourselves, and we were planning on recording the whole album ourselves before um, we like happened to meet uh, Dan Gleason, who's the producer for the EP. Yeah. Uh, we produced. Well, we we, we, we co-produced it with him, but we we met him like on the rooftop of the George Theater, like we had played like a show and he just like happened to be there. And we were at a bar afterwards, um, the same bar and he was like he was like, Hey, I like those songs, blah blah and reached out to us and um, he had just opened a studio and we were actually the first band to record there. So nice. Uh, yeah, fun fun fact there. <laughs> when you guys play live, is it just you two or I mean who's in the band? Ideally a five piece, but um, I think moving forward we're gonna we're gonna be a four piece playing to bass tracks, gotcha. uh, just to make it easier for logistics. But yeah, um, our bass parts are so hard that <laughs> it's hard to find a bass player who doesn't want to like improv. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I don't think that's true. But I'm just joking. <laughs> well, we're just very specific, so I feel like. Sometimes, like, well, we, 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 we played this show so short notice, too. Yeah, I, yeah. Right? That we didn't have time. Or I, I, the bass parts are very nuanced, but they're not so hard that we wouldn't have a bass. <laughs> I, like, no, I didn't say they were so hard. Did I? You did say I, that. Well, yeah, I, I think I sensed the element of sarcasm I mean, in there. So. Yeah, they're not, but they are very nuanced. Yeah, so they're we really take, nuanced. like, a, a few practices to, like, oh, yeah, try to do this, do that, do this. You know? I know. But, um, I like, what was the original question? I remember. I don't remember either. I was, uh, oh, wait, I was asking who was in the band. <laughs> That's oh, all. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have a drummer, and we have a keyboard player. Meg. And then me and Jen will rotate guitar and keys sometimes. Yeah. 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 I feel like our, our like, setup is always changing, because, um, yeah, sometimes we just, we're, like, trying out different instruments. And, and playing different parts and stuff, so. Yeah. So it's fun. We all and I'm always getting new little gadgets. Like, uh, we were touring with, like, three keyboards, and uh, one was, like, a Moog synthesizer. But I just sold it and got this. It's, yeah. like, a, a MIDI interface for your phone, so you, you can plug in, like, Thunderbolt, or, sorry, Lightning Bolt, and it has a five-pin MIDI thing and a quarter-inch out. That's awesome. But, like, I can plug it into my phone and use... It's funny because I always had, I had this Moog, it's called a Sub 37, and what we used on the album was a, a Model D, which is like a classic, like really fat sounding synth, but 
I have a Model D app on my phone. That's crazy. And so, like, we're going to start using that live instead of, like, an actual synthesizer. Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds pretty good. It sounds great, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's probably, yeah. It's crazy what you can use tech-wise now, even, like, live. I mean, yeah. my buddy's band played the other day to, like, backing tracks. <clears throat> backing tracks and like a click with stuff in ear and I mean it sounded great I mean everybody's got their own thing that they're going for but it, yeah. it sounded really pro and I was just like yeah I mean if you can make that work mm-hmm. um do you guys have anything on the docket um to release coming up or have you pretty much put everything out that you're going to do for this year um oh, for, this for this year, year yeah, yeah. But we, we are going to have some things ready for early next year that we're going to do. Yeah, we, we, um, it's interesting, like, we, we recorded, like, half an album, or almost a whole album last fall, and I feel like a lot of the songs are, like, really kind of, like, big production, I would say, like, really, um, really, like, full band kind of stuff, and, like, we, we've worked on some songs at our house recently, and they're just, like, a little bit more, like, folk stripped down vibe. And so we're, like, feel like we could, for us, like, just keeping releasing music during this time, I feel like is important so that we can, like, just get it. It's really the only way to get ourselves out, out there right now. So yeah. I think, like, we're going to plan on releasing some stuff yeah, in February, probably. No, I was just saying, right on. Look forward oh, to yeah. it. Got you uh, subscribed on Spotify. So, for hopefully oh, anyone, yeah, hopefully anyone who's listening as well can uh, find you pretty easily. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any uh, interesting anecdotes, maybe from being out on the road, either in your band or with uh, with Susto or anybody else? Um, well, there's always a fun story. I gotta think for a second. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to think of something specific without yeah. like a uh, uh, um, something triggering. <laughs> I gotta think. Yeah, you gotta protect. Yeah, like protect the guilty, anymore. I guess. Yeah, uh, we're, we're boring. We go to the show. We play the show. We load up. We go straight to the hotel. And go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the old people in the band. Yeah, we definitely are. You know, it's just I was. Uh, yeah, we were definitely the, the senior citizens. The oldest, youngest. We yeah. were the youngest people, but we were like, I was like, all right, you guys, like, I, I got to go to bed right now. Well, I guess one story, <laughs> one story that's freaking crazy is one, this was uh, almost five years ago in Susto. A fun story is we played our, like, our first show of the tour in Arkansas in Little Rock, and it started to snow. And it was Justin's birthday, his 30th birthday, I think. Oh, no, 29th birthday. And we, so it snowed. It was really my idea, too. I was like, the van, we were driving a 98 Ford. No, no, it was 98 Dodge. Dodge. Uh And uh, I was nervous about going on the highway. So we took the back roads to this hotel we were staying at. And it was a horrible idea. Because it was hilly, we didn't really realize that. And we we left the venue at like twelve, and like the van just like didn't make it. So we ended up having a, no joke between pushing 
and like like all of us getting out of the van, detaching our trailer, pushing the van up a hill, pulling the trailer over the hill, so that we could reattach it to the van. It was over a span of seven miles. Yeah, wow. Seven miles, and it took us like yeah four hours to go seven miles. Yeah. yeah. Pushing the van like. It was Through ridiculous. It was crazy. And we then, had this guy like with a huge truck come by. He, it, it was like he was like waiting in the bushes for someone to get stuck or some shit. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. He <laughs> says, I'm just waiting here because I waited for people to get stuck. He was yeah. like a 16 year old boy. Yeah, and so then he Which like attaches the van to his trailer hitch and like pulls us like but maybe he, a mile. But he has to bring us all the way to the hotel. Right, right. He didn't bring us all the way to, to the hotel because the rest was downhill. And he was like, he was like, all right, y'all are good. I'm going to go help someone else. Yeah. And then, but then we got the, the bulk of the journey was after that. Yeah. And that was like a tour. We were traveling with six people and we rode all the way to Texas on those tires and we got there and they were like, I can't believe you didn't blow a tire because <laughs> your tires are like literally the, the thickness of a piece of paper. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah. I feel like I'm lucky I'm alive. Yeah. Honestly. Some days, I know. I know yeah. specifically out in Colorado, like things can get real crazy, like especially fast too. Like blizzards will come out of nowhere, yeah. and it's just like you think you're gonna die on some some road oh or God. whatever. But yeah, glad you guys made it for sure. Yeah, don't want the Susto van going down. No. Um, so yeah, Sorry. like. Uh, kind of on a different note um like i'm always interested to hear what people's inspirations are for writing um if anything you know whether it be like experience or movies art books i don't know um culture politics whatever fires you up philosophy uh maybe it's everything all at once <laughs> but uh i don't know some sometimes people have something that kind of motivates them or yeah i feel like um it, it depends like i think you're you're kind of in everything all at once yeah i get inspired by everything like like she's inspired yeah. by life sometimes family sometimes yeah. friends sometimes podcasts movies books. yeah i've written a song after watching a podcast sometimes i'll watch tv to like because I like my emotions to be manipulated sometimes, you know? I'll get to the end of, like, a sad TV show, and, like, there'll be this song playing, and I'm like, I haven't felt this way in a long time. <laughs> and, like, I'll be like that. I don't know, because I think, like, yeah, I get inspired by certain songs. Like, um, like if I hear, like, a really sad song or something, I'll be like, I want to make a song that sounds, that is, like, that emotion. Yeah. I've actually had a, at least a couple of discussions about that sometimes is like, are you going more for an emotion or a story or both? You yeah. know, I think that some people approach it more from the story angle at times. And then sometimes maybe people approach it as like a creative expression of a, an emotion. And yeah. I'm definitely a little bit of both because I feel like, yeah, I feel like my like songwriting like, really, I started when I was 19, but I feel like, and I was writing more, like, metaphor kind of, like, stuff when I was, because I was trying to be cool and, like, be, you know, when I was a little bit younger, but 
then after touring with with uh, Susto and like kind of like hearing a lot of just like being exposed to a lot of Justin's writing, I feel like uh, it kind of like pushed me to just be a little bit more storytelling and also just like a little more literal at times. Which, and that's just what I've been exploring over the past past few few years. So that actually yeah. brings up a, a good point that I probably bring up with almost every band just because, I don't know, it's my little talking <laughs> point. But, like, one of the things that, for instance, Justin does or did really well that hooked me in was the stories in between songs. Um, and I think the first Susta thing I ever saw was the videos where you guys are just kind of talking about the songs. Oh, like, yeah, the Susta stories. stories. And, like, what's interesting about that is prior to even seeing that, I... um really strongly approach my own like live show when I am the front man anyway like to take it upon myself to tell people something about the song like in between because when bands have done that before I almost always remember them when I'm at the show like whether they're good or bad they don't even necessarily need the greatest song sometimes but it just it helps bring me in as an audience member and I think that you know specifically Justin doing that is is really cool yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and I kind of, I, I feel like we do that too now because... Yeah. And also, you know, we did that a lot, like the Lumineers. We watched, mm. we, when we toured with them, we saw them do that for 18 days. Yeah. You know? and, and they have like a huge production, so their show didn't shift around too much. And Yeah, so you got to see uh, Wesley, the lead guy, like tell the same story 18 times. <laughs> yeah. You know, slightly differently every time. It's like, you know, different yeah. cities and different yeah. people. And, like, I think I, I think we all learn from that and, like, just how you can connect, like, what your song is with what's going on now and, and or what you wrote about. It, it hits differently in different cities. So, yeah. Know? Makes sense. And that's awesome yeah. that you guys got to tour with them for sure. Yeah, it was really but. cool. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference if you can try to connect with people that way, for sure. Yeah, one of our, well, two of the songs on REP are about, like, basically me getting in a fight with my mom about being in Susto. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, or and, and they're more like, I don't know, like, the exit expectation is kind of about, like, it's hard to tell, it's hard to graduate, I mean, it's not hard, but it's challenging to graduate college, join a band, and tell your parents, like, yeah, this is me now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just making, like, zero dollars. There's a... Expecting you to get, like, an entry-level job in the city or something. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to, to, like, I think my mom, like, expected me to come home and because I'm from New York and yeah, I think like that it, I don't know it's hard to like be in a van and like pass by New York and not be able to like stop and like yeah, hang out be. you can only like dip in the house for like a few hours and then you gotta go it's kinda that is sad. weird yeah, yeah. Uh, what you're saying that did remind me of a song lyric I think by the the Menzingers which is like we both got worthless diplomas from worthless universities Two bachelors and worthless studies, but at least it made our parents happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I know. I think most people feel like that. 
Yeah, it's it's the times. I mean, it's the culture. Most people yeah. of our generation were outright lied to that if you went and did your little oh, four-year yeah, right. thing that you would get a That's good... Like, on average, people <laughs> with college degrees make at least a million more dollars than people who don't. Or, I'll go for a million dollars. Yeah, or just have a million dollars in debt. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I know. That's me. That's a racket. That's definitely... Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, it's all good. Luckily, I because of being a musician, I've made so little money that I haven't had to pay it back yet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have, like, the, the income-based repayment option. Yeah. So I've been milking that for... Right on. Five years now, six years now. Yeah, maybe milk it long enough, they'll just completely forgive student loan debt. If you, uh... Yeah, I just have to write off everything. Everything that I buy, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I have to buy a lot of stuff at the end of the year so that I can get yeah. <laughs> This segment is called Tattoo Tips. With, oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just buy as much shit as you can and then write it off so you don't have to pay taxes on it. Or your student loan, it's great. That's it. There you go. I will take that sound bite out. For, for all the kids out there, um, pay attention. <laughs> Don't blow it on booze or weed. Spend it on your career so that you can write it off and you don't owe the government, you know, the $4,000 that you spend on weed instead of music gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys gearheads or just kind of got your favorite guitar and stick with that sort of thing? I'm kind of a mixture. Like I have a like, like I have a Telecaster that I've had for forever that I play like every single Susto show with, and honestly, I, I don't need much yeah. more than that. Uh, but Jenna just got a really sweet Rickenbacker. Nice. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need that sound. But um, I feel like uh, a year ago I was like a big gearhead, like oh I gotta get this, I gotta get yeah, that, I gotta get this. Really. I was like I need all these like analog things, and then. Now I feel like I'm kind of getting a little to the core of like what's necessary, what's frivolous, because it's like there's so much that you can do in the box and with like, like if you have just like an Apollo interface that can like emulate all these different like, yeah. and you have like one good guitar, and you've got one good bass, and you've got one good, you know, you got like a synthesizer or whatever, just but just like everything else can be in the box, you know, yeah. so it's kind of, you know, um, I, I'm just discovering, yeah, and, and we don't have the space in our house, but yeah, I'm just kind of discovering that, like, there's not as much necessary that I previously thought, but at the same time, what you do have has to be good, you know, the little yeah. things you have, like, you need one, at least like, a few good microphones, you know, but nothing frivolous. And, yeah, we're always, Corey's always, like, experimenting with things, like, <laughs> Somebody has to have a good one out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a great concept. It's just they're all like jagged and like like pointy and like 
like it looks like shit from like hair metal eighties days. Yeah. Heats are out there that is tasteful. Back to the Future or something. Yeah. Um, I guess while I got you here, uh, Cor- this is probably a question for Corey, maybe, but I'm a guitar nerd, so like, uh-huh. um, by the way, you are a good player. Uh, definitely enjoy it. Highly underrated, too, because I don't think, you know, my suspicion is that you don't quite get to let the uh, cat out of the bag, at least in Susto, as much. I mean, definitely uh-huh. at the live show, I feel like you let you get to let it rip a little. Yeah, you didn't let it rip. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not, I'm even, I think one of my, this might come as a surprise from being in Susto, but one of my least favorite types of music is like jam band music. Yeah. <laughs> even though, like, I feel like my guitar chops put me fully capable of playing things in that realm. I feel like yeah. I'm more, like, I, I have a classical music background, and so I feel mm. like I'm always thinking, like, compositionally, and, like, what's, like, getting at the... And this isn't to say that like like noodly players don't get at an, an emotion, but like what's like the most like compositional thought out way to get at that emotion is always mm-hmm. like how I'm always trying to play. And so like I don't know if you if you're listening to that Weather Ames record, yeah. uh, I do play one shreddy solo at the end of one of the songs. Which one uh, is it? It's uh what's the uh, Holy Smoke? It's that one. Okay. Wait. At the end of that song, there's like a pretty rocking guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, and I got to sing harmonies on that song. Yeah. Nice. Um, is that actually, is that the new record? The... No, it's the first album, the Holy Smoke. I, I produced the first album. Okay, uh, I actually don't. The second I... album he did uh, in Baltimore. Okay, I only have Beauty and the Wreck, I think. Oh, yeah, you should check out uh, Holy Smoke. Okay. Yeah, Matt sent um, like a track to Corey and... Um, yeah, it was it was this funny process where he he sent me like these like tracks recorded with like acoustic guitar and like maybe a pedal steel and like a mandolin and that was it. And then uh, he asked me if I could mix it, so I was like, yeah, sure. So I started mixing it, and then some of them I was like, I was like, hey, do you mind if I add some things to it? And he was like, sure. And then it kind of slowly evolved where like some of them I only mix, and then I started adding little things, and then like the last four songs I did, I just like did full arrangements for it. Nice. So, the song Somewhere Out West, Holy Smoke, uh, Halifax, and then there's that one, uh, Out of Steam. Those you are kind of... Oh, yeah, and then there's that one, um, Rocks at Your Window. Got it, well, I'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be checking it out. Um, and, uh, and, and for the rock guitar solo, uh, Holy Smoke. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, cool, man, because I fancy myself a shredder as well, so uh-huh. kind of an old, old, like, Eddie Van Halen kid. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I appreciate the, the guitar stuff, you know, when it does come out. I know that, uh, I guess, was it Justin that always had you on slide or um, for a lot of Susto songs? You know, or is that you? I never played slide, but I did like this thing with my volume pedal to make it sound like a fake pedal steel. Huh. Yeah, so if you ever thought I was playing slide live, I never was. Really? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> sound. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would like strike the string before it sounds and then raise it on oh pedal, i see and yeah then bend it so it sounds like you know pedal steel or hold multiple strings and bend one. Uh, that's smart yeah. yeah i might steal that one yeah. <laughs> i know yeah. tricks of the trade here yeah we, um, we went we did that the other day we listened to this podcast right with it Don. takes time to, to master those so. <laughs> yeah yeah 
Podcasts are cool. You learn a lot from people that you like that you like to listen to. I know. I never thought I would start one myself, to be purely honest, but it's been awesome. Cause yeah, like, I, yeah, you get to have a lot of conversations. Yeah, I, mean, I would never get to talk to you guys. So, well, I, I guess. I, yeah, I would feel, I thought about it, and I feel like sometimes I think by asking people questions that it gives me anxiety. Like, even though I'm so good, I feel like I'm good at talking to people, but, like, coming up with, like, questions about people, I don't know, I just feel, it makes me feel nervous. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, practice makes perfect or something. I don't know. Yeah, just like anything. Yeah. yeah. I probably won't start a podcast. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least for me, it's been cool because, like, for instance, I had a show the other day in a backyard and basically all the bands were from the podcast. So it was like, you know, it's just nice to meet people yeah. and kind of. Expand your network in that way. That's it, cool. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, this well, has been fun. Do another one of those podcast shows. Uh, we're touring again. We'd love to play a yeah. backyard with you one day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's getting cold too. So maybe in the springs. What yeah. they socially distant shows? Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys are probably familiar with Schmidt House shows, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, basically, it, I was trying to do kind of my own version of that. Uh, granted, not as big or not as cool, but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, definitely. Let me know anytime you're releasing something. Um, you know, and just kind of want to do a quick promotion or anything like that. Um, I'm always down and, um, obviously a big fan. So, um, yeah, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Um, anytime I'll maybe, uh, send you guys a couple stickers too or something. So, um, and then other than that, if you think of anything that you want mentioned promotionally, just, you know, text me or whatever. And um, and then I think the last thing I forgot to ask is which song do you want me to promote for this, or I mean add to the episode. What's your favorite one? Do you think? Um, honestly, I think I liked your first song, the the one from twenty eighteen. Oh, uh, really? Um, yeah. that was a cool song. A lot of people like that. Um, and then I liked um, I got talks. I got to remember the title. I'm looking it up real quick. Um. Uh, I kind of like Need a Girl. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so. that one kind of has the same kind of vibe as Hate Myself, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I like that sound. Yeah, that talkative 90s, like... Yeah, it reminds... I wish I could remember some of the bands from the 90s, but, like, my dad listens to, like, a lot of that stuff, and I don't know. It just reminds That's me of that. Cool. So, That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll feature one of those, then. Yeah, one of yeah, those. Whichever one's your favorite, I feel like. All right. Except maybe don't. I mean, you could promote "Hate Myself," but maybe not "Hate Myself." Yeah, maybe something. I can do a. I can do a new one. I can do future talks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. So. That'd be great. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Nice um, to meet you. Yeah, definitely you. appreciate sure it. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely trying to make it to one of your next shows for sure. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And if I can put one up to, uh, together here, then you'll know about. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. The future for sure. All right, have fun with the future birds. That should be fun. See ya. See ya. Later. I just want to talk shit and tell you everything that happened when I did get off. And did you really?
So yeah, thanks to Jenna and Corey from Babe Club for coming on. Uh, the song you're hearing in the background is called Need a Girl. It's off their new EP called Remember This Feeling, which you can pick up on iTunes or find on Spotify and all the usual places. And uh, yeah, other than that, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local music. Things that we've 